What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this bonus Saturday, October 16th, 2021 edition of Locked on Dolphins. Today on the show, we're going to be finishing the exercise of exploring for long-term building blocks, looking at the Dolphins' secondary. In addition, news about two key Miami Dolphins players who will be out for Sunday's Week 6 matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All that more here on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Dolphins fans? Welcome to Locked on Dolphins. This is your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, your host here on Locked on Dolphins, and today on the show. It's a bonus episode, episode number seven this week. We've been hard at work evaluating this roster, kind of identifying who are the key storylines and the key players that we need to keep the most watchful eye on throughout the course of the final 12 games of the season for whatever reason. For some of those players, it's injury questions. For some of those players, it is a lack of sample size playing at the NFL level. For some of those players, it's contract status. There's a lot of storylines to unfold, and we are trying to identify that no matter how the rest of this season plays out, which has not started the way anybody hoped or expected it would around the team, that we'll know who the building blocks are definitively at the end of the year. And we'll also know which players we need to be watching and evaluating the most closely to determine whether or not they are building blocks. And throughout the course of this week, we've done skill players, the offensive line, and the defensive line, and the linebackers. Today, it's the secondary, but not before the news, which broke on Friday afternoon, uh, that Miami will be without two of their best players against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Xavier Howard, out against Jacksonville. Devontae Parker, out versus Jacksonville. Uh, this is a bit of a gut punch. Uh, Miami was you know, obviously hoping they would you know, make the trips overseas and, and get the ships righted and come home and everything would be uh, smooth sailing for the, the final remainder of the schedule from here. Obviously, it appears as though Tua Tungvaloa is going to be back in the mix for the Dolphins, and that is a bit of good news. You know, Brian Flores said on Friday, if everything went well during Friday's practice, he will start for the Dolphins at quarterback against Jacksonville. And we heard from Tua on Friday during media availabilities, which would seem to indicate that all is well. We're still kind of waiting, or at least at the time of this recording, I'm recording Friday uh, afternoon, early afternoon. We still haven't got the official word uh, that Tua has been activated from IR, but the expectation is that news will come through and he will indeed start at quarterback for Miami. Uh, not, unfortunately, not too much of a surprise for either Xavier Howard or Devontae Parker. Uh, injury availability and durability have been kind of sore spots for from time to time. They make a lot of plays for you, right? But your best ability is availability. And for Devontae Parker, which we covered earlier this week, Availability is not a strong suit, and it continues to be a pain point, and it continues to be soft tissue stuff, which just drives you absolutely crazy. 
And that's why when we went through the skill players, I didn't advocate for Devontae Parker to be a long-term building block for the Dolphins, although theoretically he could have been based on his talent level, the status of his contract. Probably time to consider if you're going to be paying a a wide receiver what Devontae Parker's getting paid, finding somebody who's not going to continue to have hamstring issues every single year and not have issues playing in the team's most important games, which has been an issue for Devontae Parker over the last two seasons. But that's not what today's about. Today's about the secondary. If you've missed this exercise, the way we're laying this out, we're identifying each of the players on the roster, the IR, practice squad, et cetera, et cetera. Anybody that's under contract by the Miami Dolphins at each position. And we are looking at uh, their caliber of player on the field. So we've we've given them a talent assessment. There's roster cornerstones, uh, quality starters, adequate starters, rookies replacement level players, quality depth options, non-NFL roster caliber players, practice squad developmental players, and incomplete evaluations. Players tagged as incomplete evaluations are the most interesting for us because they're the players we should be watching the closest throughout the course of the final 12 games of the season. Players that have issues, whether it be injury-related or otherwise, athleticism-related, size-related, They're given a a red flag tag to uh, indicate that there is something on their resume beyond just the caliber of player that they are on the field to be mindful of if considering whether or not we should be building long-term around this player or not. We're looking at how long these players are under contract, how much guaranteed money they're owed beyond this season starting in 2022. How old are these players? Are these players scheme diverse? If they are expiring contracts, how much would it cost to re-sign these players? These are all questions that we need to be aware of now as we continue to evaluate and watch this season unfold before our very eyes. So with that in mind, let's start at cornerback. We have cornerback safeties and specialists for the Dolphins. Cornerbacks on the roster. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, Jason McCourty, Tro Williams, Noah Igbenogany, Justin Coleman, Javaris Davis, and Jamal Perry. Three of these corners, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, and Noah Igbenogany, are under contract through 2025. A significant number of these players, Nick Needham, Jason McCourty, Justin Coleman, Javaris Davis, Jamal Perry, are expiring contracts at the end of this year. Here's the good news. Nick Needham, Javaris Davis, and Jamal Perry are all players who will be restricted free agents. So only Jason McCourty and Justin Coleman are going to be expiring contracts that Miami will not have the opportunity to lock in, no questions asked with a restricted free agent tender. The challenging part about this room in particular is you have Xavier Howard, who I do have flagged with uh, injury history issues with all of his knee issues in the past. And uh, ironically, fittingly enough, uh, he's not dressing this week with Miami's season continuing to teeter on the brink against Jacksonville. He's 29 years old. So too is Byron Jones. So both of these blue chip players for you, they're your highest played players players on the team. They play a premium position, but they're each going to be 30 years old next season. Byron Jones, I think, gives you 
some flexibility in the fact that he's played free safety in the past. And as he athletically slows down, I don't see any reason why he could not continue to play safety. He did it at a high level in Dallas with the Cowboys. Xavier Howard, the concern obviously there is with the knee issues that he's had in the past. And even beyond that, Miami seems to have a handshake agreement with Xavier Howard to revisit his contract status in the spring and renegotiate a deal. I can tell you the tape that he put out against Tampa Bay is not going to help his case to leverage for a pay raise. Neither is his age and his injury history, and neither is him starting to miss games if he is going to miss games with any level of consistency in this season. His cash that he's due, uh, new cash, not guaranteed money, but new cash, is somewhere between 12 and $13 million for the remainder of his contract. He is going to want between probably 16 and $18 million. So you are talking about a 4 to $5 million raise per season for Xavier Howard. At 30 years old, with injury issues, he is a roster cornerstone. He is the team's franchise player right now, their best physical talent. But that extra pay for a guy going into his season in which he will be 30 years old is not an easy answer. I have him down as a maybe, as a long-term building block. It's really hard to see that, and he's under contract. He is diverse. He can play zone. He can play man. He hunts the football amongst the best of them in the NFL. But I can't say definitively that I think Xavier Howard, amidst the reports of numerous trade requests and the financial strain that's been placed on these two sides. And now the fact that he's going to be another year older and presumably um, eager to not do the dolphins any favors because he didn't perceive the dolphins did him any favors. I can't say with definitiveness that Xavier Howard is going to be a sensible long-term building block. If he's not, Miami does have a unique opportunity in the fact that I think he's your most valuable player. He would have appeal elsewhere across the league, depending on what happens the rest of this season. I'm not going to advocate for Xavier Howard. And if you can make the money make sense for both sides, he certainly shouldn't be going anywhere. He's that physically talented. But we're also watching this secondary now with Xavier Howard be a hot mess this year. And Byron Jones is not immune from his share of the blame for that too. Uh, And unfortunately for Byron Jones, uh, he's been playing with a, an injury. He played with an injury against Tampa Bay. He's more physically gifted than Xavier Howard. He's not as instinctive as Xavier Howard. He's due more money. Um, because of the money that he is due, I do think he has a better chance of getting locked in. He doesn't have the contract dispute hanging over his head or the injury issues. Now, he missed a couple of games with a groin issue in 2020. Uh, but he's and he's playing through the, uh, I believe it's a quad that that kind of banged him up earlier in the season uh, against Indianapolis. So I think Byron Jones has a clearer path to continuing to be a long-term building block, and I have him down as a quality starter. He's not the roster cornerstone uh, that that Xavier Howard is, and I only have a handful of roster cornerstones identified Emmanuel Agba and Xavier Howard plus one player yet to be named who we're going to get to when we get into the specialists. Um, so that's how I have these top two corners shaking. Xavier Howard is a maybe. 
the financial strain, the injury history, the age, it's all hard to swallow. For, but for Byron Jones, the only question mark is the age, the fact he's getting ready to turn 30, but he also has experience playing safety, and I think that helps his cause. Football is back and better than ever. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college action this season with a new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts. The rest of this corner room, uh, you got a lot of established talent. And Nick Needham, Jason McCourty, Justin Coleman, you got a couple of intriguing young guys in Trill Williams and Noe Benogany. Nick Needham I have as an adequate starter. Uh, he is a restricted free agent at the end of the year. He's 24 years old, can play inside. They've shown they're willing to let him play outside. Uh, he should be back for very cheap. Uh, and because of that, with an extension, I'm going to go ahead and put Nick Needham down, or even just with a restricted free agent tag, I'm still willing to put him down. Yes, absolutely. As a long-term building block for the Dolphins. That is the, uh, the, the important note here for this exercise is you have to be an adequate starter or better for me to qualify you uh, as a long-term building block. And rookies kind of at this point in time, they're getting the benefit of the doubt. Uh, because they are cheap talent. Uh, Miami, I, I like their rookie class in general uh, with, with Hunter Long, Javon Holland, Liam Eichenberg, Jalen Phillips, and Jalen Waddell being the ones that uh, are getting the nod here um, as, as guys on the active roster. Uh, so Nick Needham, yes, going to put him down as a long-term building block. The rest of this group, Jason McCourty, Expiring contract, a little worried about his lingering athleticism. He's 34 years old. I have him as a replacement level player. His, his experience in this system is undoubtedly valuable. Uh, I was surprised to find out he's playing 73% of the snaps thus far defensively for the Dolphins. Uh, but I certainly don't think you can build around when he's 34 years old and expiring contract. Trill Williams. Incomplete evaluation. Made the roster as a UDFA. Under contract through 2024 with no money in guarantees still due beyond this season. He's 21 years old, freakish athlete. There's potential for him to become a long-term building block, but we don't know because we haven't seen him really play. So I have him down as a maybe and a question mark, and I hope we're going to get the chance to see Trill Williams on the football field between now and the end of the year so we can make some level of assessment. Needless to say, I don't think he's going anywhere. It's just how much can you uh, expect from him moving forward? No Igbenogany, unfortunately, at this point, I have as a replacement level player. Uh, your first round pick in year two. Uh, he's obviously very young. There, we're, we're not going to go ahead and sit here and, and call him toast yet. But the fact that he can't even dress on game day is certainly alarming. If you wanted to argue with me and call him an incomplete evaluation, you can certainly do that. We did see him play in stretches of last year and saw that he was raw. Uh, we were expecting to see him get a chance to kick inside. 
And, and maybe he's destined for the same thing that happened with Austin Jackson, where Austin Jackson kicks inside the guard. And now all of a sudden I'm willing to list him as an incomplete evaluation because he's shown some positional versatility. If Igbenogany were to say transition to safety, then yeah, I'm going to open him up as an incomplete evaluation. We're going to have to watch him play and, and get a feel for what he can and can't do. But right now, He's an outside corner only. They're not giving him looks anywhere else. He can't dress on game day. Can't certainly can't tab him as a long-term building block, regardless of the physical potential that he has and the potential intrigue if he were to play a different position. Justin Coleman, expiring contract replacement level player. And then you've got two guys on the practice squad who are restricted free agents, Zavaris Davis uh, and Jamal Perry. I do think Jamal Perry with his special team skill and, and kind of seeing him throughout the course of this regime can be quality depth, but Javaris Davis it doesn't really move the needle for me at all. So in summary, uh, in this group, you've got three adequate starters or better, Howard, Jones, and Needham. You've got one or two incomplete evaluations in Trulli Williams and Noah Igbenogany. The rest, as far as I'm concerned, can go. Uh, they're all expiring contracts anyway. And Xavier um, so Howard's status as a long-term building block is really going to come down to uh, – the financials that he's expecting for himself versus where Miami is at versus what they could potentially get for him versus if he has injury issues throughout the course of the season, a lot to monitor with that situation at safety. We got five guys listed, Javon Holland, Eric Rowe, Brandon Jones, Clayton Fezulam, and Elijah Campbell. We'll start with Elijah Campbell. Uh, he was picked up off waivers from the New York jets uh, at the start of the season. I have him down as a practice squad developmental talent. Needless to say, that makes you not a long-term building block. Clayton Fezdalum, I think, is a very, very replacement-level player. Uh, I do have him tapped with athleticism concerns. He's under contract through 2023. He's 28 years old. I don't think he's particularly scheme-diverse. He's going to play teams for you. That's all he's going to do. If he's playing defense, you got problems. Not a building block. But the rest is interesting to me. You got Javon Holland, Eric Rowe, Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones, let's start there. I think this is an incomplete evaluation. Uh, they're, they're still kind of finding their role for Brandon Jones this year. But you watch him play, and he, he's clearly active and present inside of 10 yards. Uh, he's under contract through 2024. He's 23 years old. He's a third-round pick. Uh, he's playing about 40% of the snaps. I'd like to see that number get higher, uh, particularly with some of the athleticism issues that their linebackers are having on the second level and in coverage. The more you can have a Brandon Jones, I want to see how he continues to play if you put more on his plate to take some of those linebacker coverage reps and see how he does with that and see if he can be somebody who can work the intermediates and can still subsequently get involved in run fits and not just be kind of a guy who bounces around in your blitz packages and amoeba looks and try and create confusion before eventually, you know, buzzing into a flat zone or into a shallow zone or rushing the passer. He's pretty interesting to me. Incomplete evaluation though. I have not seen enough. Eric Rowe, I have down as a quality starter. He's under contract through 2023. He's guaranteed money for the, the remainder of his contract starting in 2022 is just over a half a million dollars. He's 29 years old. He is versatile. He's played inside corner. He's played outside corner. He's played safeties, matching up against tight ends. 
He's playing 65% of the snaps, majority of the snaps for the Dolphins defense. Can still play man-to-man against a lot of tight ends. I think he's got enough shelf life left where we can consider him, yes, to be a long-term building block. And then Javon Holland as a rookie who is now at 56% of the snaps for the season, obviously a high second-round draft choice, uh, under contract through 2025, and he is 21 years old. We've all heard about his versatility at Oregon. We're starting to see some opportunities for them to use him in different places. This is most certainly a building block long-term for the Dolphins and their defense on the back end. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They got 100% chocolate on all their bars. They're absolutely delicious. So whether you're looking for something to grab and go, a midnight snack, something in your glove box, something in your lunch box, you name it, Built Bar can be it. Right now, you can visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. As we finish this up, I want to work through the specialists very quickly uh, and then acknowledge the entirety of the roster, who the players are that we've identified as incomplete evaluations that we need to be monitoring very closely and the players that we do have tabbed as long-term building blocks. Jason Sanders, kicker under contract through 2026. He's 25 years old. He's a roster cornerstone where he's one of the best kickers in the game. You hang on to those guys. They've obviously given him the contract extension already. He's not going anywhere. Lock him in. Sharpie, Jason Sanders, long-term building block. Yes, absolutely. Michael Pilardi did not punt well against Tampa Bay, but I do think he is a quality starter. Um, or an adequate starter, excuse me, but he's only under contract through 2023 and he's 29 years old. So I don't think we can classify him as a long-term building block. Blake Ferguson, long snapper, under contract through 2024. I think he's an adequate starter as well. He's 24 years old. You could put him down, and I would not argue with you from the parameters, but I don't quite feel right putting a long snapper down as a long-term building block for the Dolphins roster. Because at the end of the day, yes, those snaps are extremely important. Yes, his kick coverage is valuable, but he's not giving you value on the scoreboard other than his part of the chain and flow of the football. And he's not playing offense or defense. So his snaps are going to be generally marginal. And with a snap count that's that low, I don't necessarily want to suggest that that is a long-term building block for the Dolphins. So let's get into our incomplete evaluations. These are the players who can work their way between now and the end of the year into long-term building block status, or at least by themselves a bridge to potentially get that investigated further starting in 2022 and serve as incumbents coming back. Offensively, we have Tua Tagovailoa, Lynn Bowen Jr., who we unfortunately will not get any more additional information on, but because he's not due any guaranteed money and he's 23 years old and he's on IR, we should expect to see him back next year regardless. Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, and Michael Dieter. Defensively, Trill Williams, 
who we may not see depending on how the Dolphins choose to dress defensive backs, and Brandon Jones. These are the biggest unknowns in my eyes on the Dolphins roster that can potentially become long-term building blocks based on their current situation, their physical talent versus the sample size that we have to investigate and their actual execution. A fair amount. I mean, you're talking seven names, mostly on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, You have nearly as many of these incomplete evaluations and players we need to be watching very closely on the offensive line as you do on the rest of the roster. In total, we're going to include the players that I said with an extension can serve as long-term building blocks. You have 24, so nearly half the roster, I think can serve as foundational pieces, long-term building blocks for the next three years and so on. Tua maybe. Have him down as an incomplete evaluation. Miles Gaskin, I have as an adequate starter on the roster under contract through 2023. He's 24 years old. It's diverse. Yes, I think that can be a roster building block long-term. Jalen Waddell, he's a rookie. Under contract through 2026. Extremely dynamic. Top 10 pick. Yes, this is a long-term building block. Lynn Bowen Jr., incomplete evaluation. He's on IR, but he's super cheap. He'll be back. Mike Gusecki. If you sign the deal. Yes. He's your most accomplished Aside of Devontae Parker at this point in time, and arguably, you know, depending on the consistency Mike finishes the year with, even including Devontae Parker, most accomplished pass catcher, and plays tight end in a league that is very wide open and receptive to receiving only tight ends. If he signs the deal, which I would expect to be between 11 and $13 million per season, yes, long-term building block. Hunter Long, third round draft choice this year. I really like his projection from Boston College. He's under contract through 2025. He's cheap. He's young. Yes, long-term building block. Liam Eikenberg, kind of same story. He's 23 years old. Second round pick. Under contract through 2025. They're letting him play his natural position at left tackle. And lo and behold, he had his best game of the season back at left tackle. Both of his best games this season have been at left tackle. New England and then this past week against Tampa Bay. Funny how that works. Yes, he's a long-term building block as far as I'm concerned. I'm not going to say he's not based off five games when I like this tape and he's shown promise at left tackle. Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, Michael Dieter, incomplete evaluations. They can be long-term building blocks if they show us the right stuff between now and the end of the season. Uh, the big question, of course, with that trio is Michael Dieter. He's on IR uh, with a lower body injury. Hard to say when we'll see him next. If he does not come back, I don't think you can count on him and suggest that the center position is handled. We need to see more. Defensively, a lot of talent up front. Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Raekwon Davis, Emmanuel Agba, Jalen Phillips. These guys are all up front trenches guys for the Dolphins. Agba, of course, not under contract beyond this year. If you sign the contract extension, kind of same boat as Mike Kaseki. 15 to $17 million is my guesstimate for what it would cost to bring him back. Wilkins, Sealer, Davis, these are quality starters. Jerome Baker, under contract. They've already signed the contract. I think they asked too much of Jerome. I think if you had more complimentary players around him on the second level, you might see Jerome succeed more consistently. 
and not get gassed out all the time and not get picked on in coverage. And when he's also trying to fit the run and also trying to rush the passer and he's got a lot on his plate. And I know it's popular to hate on him right now, based on the fact that he got picked on against Tampa Bay. I'm not on Jerome Baker yet. His 2020 season was tremendous. He's got all the physical talent in the world. Xavier Howard is a maybe based on the financials of what he's going to want to revisit at the end of the year. And then the rest of the names that we mentioned today, Byron Jones. Yes. Nick Needham. Yes. Javon Holland. Yes. Eric Rowe. Yes. Trill Williams and Brandon Jones to be determined. And then Jason Sanders. Pretty fair amount of comfortable yeses. Um, but the most pressing players on this list are not the players that we know are going to be long-term building blocks. They are the players that we don't know what they are at the NFL level yet. And we need to watch Jackson hunt Dieter. When he comes back, tongue of Aloha, Brandon Jones, Emmanuel Agba trying to earn the contract extension, Mike Kosecki trying to earn the contract extension. Those are the storylines for the, the, the next 12 games that I particularly am going to be the most invested in and watchful of because that can help us determine what changes we make this offseason with this regime, without this regime, whatever decisions are made to try to build the winner we thought we were going to get this year. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. That's going to do it for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. We had a very busy week on the show. A lot of good content, a lot of good conversations with you guys, which I enjoy as always. Fins up. Let's hope for a victory Monday here in about 48 hours. Hoping for the best. And I'll talk to you guys after Miami's Week 6 contest against Jacksonville Jaguars. Thanks as always for listening, guys.